I'm sure by now you've heard the news that things are not going to return to normal for quite some time here in Maine. In fact, in some parts of the country, or the world rather, things are going to get worse even before they get better. And if we're all honest with ourselves, for a few moments, I think this whole coronavirus pandemic has caused us all a lot of fear. But it's not just impacting us here in the greater Bangor area, but it's at the front of everyone's mind across the globe. And speaking of fear, as you may have noticed, there's been a lot of talk about faith and fear or faith versus fear and, and the concept of choosing between faith over fear. But what exactly does that mean? What does it really look like? Is it just wishful thinking or maybe a positive thinking exercise? For a lot of people, Faith is just having confidence things are somehow going to work out in the end. But for Christians, faith is more than that, or it should be. Because I believe that faith is more than keeping your chin up, kid. We can do this. You see, if Jesus is correct, and I always assume Jesus is correct, because, you know, why wouldn't you? According to Jesus, faith is actually a version of fear. Check this out. In the Gospel of Matthew in chapter 8, Jesus actually illustrates this for us. He's at the tail end of a really long day. He's filled with healing the sick. He's casting out demons. And, and you think working from home with three kids running around is tough? Imagine your whole neighborhood lining up with demon-possessed people waiting for you to cast them out. Some of you are probably thinking, that sounds a lot like homeschooling my kids during this past week after they've had the week off. But Jesus and the 12 disciples, they needed a break from the crowd. So they did what they normally would do. They jumped in a boat and they took a journey across the southern end of the Sea of Galilee. And then a suddenly a furious storm blows in. And maybe you've heard this story before and you remember the waves. They were breaking over the bow or the front of the boat. And before long, they realized that they couldn't bail the water out fast enough as it came in. As a kid, my family had a, a relatively good-sized boat. We called it the Keezer Cruiser. And every weekend, we would spend nights out on the ocean, traveling from Hamden to Rockland, Camden, Booth Bay Harbor. And over the years, we ran into many storms along the way. And as a 10-year-old, I remember being an adventure. And I remember laying down in the cabin up at the front, and we'd hit big waves, and it was almost like my body was levitating for a second as we crashed down over them. But this storm the disciples faced was nothing like the ones I experienced. I've never had to bail water out of a boat in the midst of a storm. Now, I'm sure most of these guys could swim. They were lifelong fishermen, but they knew they couldn't swim against the wind. And even if they could swim with the wind, it would just take them further out to sea. So understandably, they were afraid. They were afraid because they had something to be afraid of. Meanwhile, you might be thinking, where was Jesus in all of this? Wasn't he with them? What was Jesus thinking about the situation that they were in? Maybe you found yourself wondering that same thing over the past several weeks. What would Jesus think about the COVID-19 pandemic? How would he respond to the government's decisions? If you're familiar with the story then, then you know that Jesus was in the boat. In fact, he was asleep on a cushion. I can't even imagine what the disciples were thinking. They're out there bailing water out of the boat while Jesus is snoring in the corner. Maybe when the storm started, they were thinking, okay, guys, you know, he's just faking. This is a test. You know, Jesus, he's probably trying to teach us something. Like, stay calm, guys. And maybe that's how April started for you, that this is just going to test my faith. I see you, Jesus. I know what you're up to. 
But then, you know, that might have worked at the beginning, but as the boat began to fill up, they were more and more concerned. Anxiety began to creep in. And Jesus, come on, the joke's over, man. Things are getting crazy. We can't keep this up. More water's coming in that we're getting rid of. If we drowned, which sounds like a crazy possibility to us, right? Because Jesus was in the boat with them. But maybe that's how you're feeling today. God, don't you care if I drowned? Don't you care if I can't pay my bills? Don't you care if I lose my job? Don't you care that my loved ones are sick? Don't you care that I can't feed my family? Or that I was 10 months away from retirement and now my 401k is circling the drain? Don't you care that I can't finish school with my friends? Or that my marriage, which was already on the rocks, now I can't even catch a breath? Don't you care if I stay married at all? How can you stay silent through this, Jesus? How can you sleep through this? So they went over and they woke Jesus up. Lord, save us. We're going to drown. And Jesus, he gets up. He has a conversation with nature. He tells the wind and the waves to quiet down. And in verse 26, it says, and it was completely calm. He asked the disciples a question that at the time probably seemed silly. And maybe it just seemed silly because of the situation that they were in. But he asked them, you of little faith, why? Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Why are you so afraid after all you've seen me do, after all the things that we've experienced together, that you still have no faith? I see what's happening. You've placed your faith in a storm. You've actually believed that the storm will determine your destiny. And then according to Peter, even after the storm subsided, even after the wind stopped, the water was like glass. They weren't even relieved. This is the most amazing part. In, in Mark's gospel, Peter says that after the storm subsided, they were terrified. They were more afraid after the storm was over than they were during the storm. Then they asked each other a question that they should have been asking all along, a question that, you know, honestly, we should ask ourselves every single day. Here's the question. Who is this man? Who is this man that even the wind and the waves obey him? And in that moment, I think they realized that they feared or trusted in the wrong thing all along. They suffered from misplaced fear and terror. And later on, Jesus would come out and say to them, my friends, imagine that, right? Like my friends, don't be afraid of those who kill the body because after that they can do no more. But fear not something, that, don't be afraid of something else, but be afraid of me if you're going to, because I care about you, because I am with you. If you're going to fear something, or if you're going to assume that your destiny is determined by something, Jesus said, fear me, trust me, place your faith in me. So really the moral of the story, it's simple. It's this, faith and fear are really two sides of the same coin. Are we going to put our faith in a global pandemic and let a pandemic you know, determine our future? Have we placed our confidence in a virus? I'm sure you're thinking, Brian, like if you put it that way, it sounds crazy. But I think that's what the, Jesus was trying to get to, the point he was trying to make. He asked, why are you afraid? What if he said it this way? Why are you trusting in the storm? Why not trust in me? If you've read the gospels, then you know that they took a little while to fully understand this. But Peter finally got it. It was, it was maybe two years after this. 
You see, Peter and John, they're dragged in front of all the high priests and the leaders, the religious leaders, the same ones responsible for crucifying Jesus. And now Peter and John, they had every reason to believe that they were next. All signs pointed to the same fate as Jesus. But what they learned, a valuable lesson that day in the storm. They knew better than to place their confidence their faith in a high priest and religious leaders, which is probably what the high priest assumed that they would do because everyone did. And Luke tells us that it didn't happen that way. Luke says that when the high priests and the men with him saw the courage of Peter and John, they suddenly realized that these were just average men with no training, just day laborers, but they were astonished. They were blown away that they weren't afraid of them like all the other working class people would be. People would tremble in the presence of these men, but not Peter and John. Luke tells us, referring to the high priest and his allies, that they were astonished. And they took note that these men had been with Jesus. And clearly, they were confident that Jesus was still with them. Journey Church, or maybe you're a friend of Journey Church, or maybe a person that just happened to stumble upon our live feed today. You need to hear this, that Jesus is still with you. I know it might feel like you're all alone in this and that maybe God is asleep, but he hasn't, which means that you can fall asleep every night confident that he is on your boat. He said it himself, I'll never leave you or forsake you, even when the wind and the waves are coming in strong. So fear not, not because there's nothing to be afraid of. Fear not because there's someone to fear or even more, there's someone who loves you too much to abandon you in the midst of a storm. Someone whose grace and mercy is sufficient for you when you need it most. Things aren't the way that they were. Life for many of us looks completely different now than it did three months ago. This summer is gonna be unlike anything that you or I have ever experienced. And it might get worse before it gets better. But no matter what comes our way, we serve a God who we can place our faith in, no matter what the storm brings. You see, our building might be closed, but the church will never close. You and I together are the church. We are the body. So wash your hands, stay safe, but let's pray for our community. Let's pray for the sick. Let's pray for our neighbors. Let's pray for our first responders. Let's pray for our pastors, for our lay leaders, for everybody who makes the world go around. Just let's pray for the people that are out there. Let's do things. Let's, let's drop gifts off. Write an encouraging letter to somebody. Let's go out of your way to better someone else's day. We can do this journey. We've got this. We can make it through because we serve a God who is great, who is full of mercy, who is full of grace, and who is with us through whatever the storm may bring. Let me pray for you. God, we're just so thankful for that illustration. We're so thankful for that lesson that it doesn't matter what the situations of life may bring. It doesn't matter what the government says. It doesn't matter what statistics say about this virus. It doesn't matter kind of our job situation. It doesn't matter our family situation, but that you are always with us. God, I pray that you help us to put our faith in you above everything else, to trust in you, we love you, Jesus. Be with the first responders. Be with those that are on the front lines of this whole pandemic. 
And I pray that you be with our community, God, that you would draw people closer together, even though we're forced to be distant from each other. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen. We love you, Journey. Have a great week.